Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today, I want to talk to you about loss. Yesterday, I left, well, (laughs) my yesterday, because who knows when you'll listen to this. But um, my yesterday, I left my cell phone in an Uber. And I've done this twice. The first time I did it was uh, the... The owner, I was able to use that Find My Phone app or tracker. And luckily, the people who found it in the Uber returned it to me. And they were very nice people. They were Filipino. They were at a house party. And they took time to leave their house party to come outside and hand me back my phone. And we had like a lovely conversation. I still think about them to this very day. And recently, I left my cell phone in an Uber in Vegas. And I was like, oh, please let the driver find it. Uh, Luckily, the passenger found it, held on to it. And then once again, I was able to use the Find My Uber. Uh, This podcast is not sponsored by, you know, Find My Phone or not Find My Uber, but Find My Phone. And, uh, And now he's FedExing it to me. I'm actually waiting for it right now to arrive at the door. His name is Scott. I haven't met Scott. I haven't seen Scott, but I'm I'm really thankful for Scott and all the Scotts out there. It helped to you know restore my faith in humanity. He could have kept the phone. The Uber driver could have kept it, but he returned. He took time out of his day to go and FedEx my phone, uh, which is so dope because he was in Vegas on a convention. So that told, tells me that. You know, we had a bunch of time constraints, and so to do this kind thing, I did pay him. Uh, I sent him 50 bucks, and I also want to shout out my girlfriend because my girlfriend was the one who helped me coordinate this thing because I didn't have my phone. I had to message her, and then she was able to get in the app and, and make that happen. So teamwork makes the dream work. Um, but the I'm sharing this with you because... I want to share with you like my experience of not having the cell phone on me. My my loss has become a lesson and um an, an empowerment. You know, I I think my I like so many other people, I'm just like, what would I do without my cell phone? I need my cell phone. Need, 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 gotta have it. Where is it? And what I discovered is an amount of levity and relaxation and buoyancy of not having my cell phone. You know, I, that moment where I realized I left it in there, I was like, ah, you know, there was a, a moment of, of anger and upset and disappointment in myself. Like, how could I do this kind of beating myself up? And I got to tell you, after a few minutes, I was like, Wow, I, I get to see the world again. I get to look up. I get to look up and around, and I get to breathe deeply. And I don't have to respond every two minutes or every five minutes to every email, ping, or ding. And even though I don't have my notifications on, I'm aware that I'm receiving notifications at all times, whether it's an email or a text message or something coming through social media, or some type of calendar alert. 
And to not have that, feel that weight, that responsibility, that angst, that anxiety of, is there something I need to respond to right now? Is there someone who needs something somewhere? Is there something that I forgot? And then also, you know, the ability to have thoughts and not go to my cell phone to confirm it. You know, a lot of times I'll be like, oh, yeah, who was in that movie that with the alien and then the dog and then they jumped off a building and then they got married? And, you know, and I'm immediately in my phone Googling it instead of just really thinking about it and letting my brain do some of the work and the recall and the recollection and and the replaying of a thing. Um it was really joyful. And then, you know, I had to get on a plane uh, and see people, you know, in their phones. But then also to know how many people weren't in their phones. A lot of people were reading books or playing with their kids or eating or sleeping. But to just to see the world and feel present and feel grounded, that, that was such a beautiful vibe. And I got to tell you, the other cool thing was, It gave me an opportunity to trust again, to have that, to exist in that world of uncertainty. Because, you know, I I feel like we're we're so attached to the phones because of the the certainty it brings us. But I actually, you know, messaged Michelle, emailed her, because luckily the the airport in Vegas had Wi-Fi. And I was like, hey, so, you know, my plane lands at this time and I'll meet you here. And so typically with your phone, like, you know, up to the second where a person is, you know, plane, you you go, my plane just landed. I'm walking back past baggage claim. I'm walking out the door. I'm at terminal such and such. But this time I just had to trust that the email that I sent her, you know, two hours ago and 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 trust that she was going to be where she said she was going to be. And she had to trust that I was going to be where I said I was going to be. And it was it was really cool to be like, wow, can can I live without the cell phone? And um, and of course, you know, twenty four hours is is different than twenty four days or, or or you know another twenty four years. Um, but it was just uh, I just noticed how present and and the amount of serenity that washed over me. And a, a feeling of calm, of like, wow, you know, I don't have to be, you know, it's almost like I, it was almost like I went on vacation a little bit. And the 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 last thing, and then I'll get I'll get into the bigger picture of this. The last thing is I had a dentist appointment this morning, and so I had to print out the directions to go because I didn't have my cell phone, and my car has. GPS, but I, I guess I had to pay for it as an extra feature. Um, we're not going to get into that. So I'm driving. I'm using my printed out directions, and I get lost. Right, I get lost for it. it, it I'm, I'm ten minutes late for the dentist appointment, and then I come back. I make it back home without getting lost. But what was cool is I've been living in San Diego for since 2000 since 2020 since 2020 and i have no idea 
what highways or streets or roads to take. Even though I've been to my dentist a million times, I could not tell you even the first step. I couldn't even tell you the first direction of how to get there. And in this one day of not having my cell phone all and, and having to navigate my way back and really having to pay attention to the exits, I could tell you immediately I take I-8 West to 805 North, and then I get off at uh, Mira Mesa, and I make a left at uh, Lim- Linda uh, Linda something. But it's like the it's like the first left turn, and it's right there. And then coming back, I take 163 South to um, a East, and I get off at you know my stop, and and it's locked in one day, one time. And my memory has greatly improved, and now I can get from my house to my dentist without the use of my cell phone. And I say all that to say this. There are things that we have lost in our life. There are people that we've lost. There are uh, homes that we've lost. There are ideas that we've lost. I had a friend who lost um, his entire, he had a thousand, over a thousand um, uh, uh, albums that he lost in a fire. And we've lost, I, we've lost, even we've lost hope in, in some instances. But in that loss is an opportunity for us to discover something new, something even better, even stronger, um, even more powerful. Because I lost my phone, now I've discovered how to get from my dentist and home. Parts of my brain that have never had to engage or work or be active in one day is completely active, completely engaged. And it's taught me that I'm, I'm too reliant on my cell phone that I need to print out directions to all the places I want to go just so I can pay attention and then get to a place that I never have to use my directions. Because I'm I'm going to like, you know, five to ten of the same places every time. And every time I have to punch it into the GPS. But if I just went to each of one of those places once or, you know, one to three times by that third time, it'll be pretty much locked in. At least that's, that's my expectation of it. And so, you know, if, you know, when we've lost a loved one, yes, there's going to be that initial grieving stage. We, you know, we talk about the seven stages of grief. I think it's like, um, you know, uh, uh, anger. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's like shock. First, you're in shock. I was definitely in shock. When I lost, uh, when I was like, I can't believe I left my cell phone. You know why I left the cell phone in the Uber? Because I typically put my cell phone, I have a, a man bag that I wear across my chest. I typically put it in there. But this time I had so much stuff in there, I couldn't fit my cell phone. So I had it in my hand. And I just, and, and because I kind of changed my routine or my ritual, um, it, it just didn't register me that I had, I had left it in the cell phone. Uh, 
So the first stage of grief is shock. So we're going to be completely shocked, you know, and it's unavoidable to feel that. Um, and then there's denial. Like, I can't believe it. Like, that is exactly what I did. I was like, I can't believe I left it in there. And then there's anger of like, you know, and then there was bargaining of like, well, maybe it's not there because, you know, I was like, I was checking my pockets. I was like, maybe it's in my back pocket, my front pocket. And I was just checking places that it, it definitely could not have been. And then there was a depression. And, you know, I have to say, you know, because it was a cell phone and I was quite confident in being able to retrieve it or at least just get another cell phone that fortunately my there, there wasn't much of a depression phase, but it was definitely like a, a lull in energy of like, oh, I can't, you know. And then there was acceptance and hope. And the acceptance and hope came from realizing that, oh, wait a minute, I have my laptop, I have Wi-Fi, I have email. So I can email Michelle, I can email Uber. There are things that I can do. There are things that are within my control to help manage this instead of just wallowing in the, I lost my cell phone, it's gone forever. No one's, the Uber driver's not going to find it or return it. Uh, and and the next passenger is definitely going to keep it as Vegas, of course. Like I could have gotten into that hopelessness and despair, right? But instead, instead, you know, I accepted the fact that I left it in Uber. And then the hope I gave was, I was like, oh, yeah, I can reach out to Uber and then they can reach out to the driver. And um, and and hopefully the next person who gets in might would, you know, be willing to return it to me and be able to return it to me. And, you know, those things happen. Now, does it always happen that way? No, but because I was already in a place of acceptance of like, all right, this happened. And so once we accept what has happened and what our part in it was, then we can move into the space of, you know, what needs to happen? What do I need to do right now with the information that I have? And what can I do? I mean, really, that's what was most important is like, what can I do? So expect those those levels of grief when you are, you know, going through a loss and also, you know, what was beautiful is losing the cell phone, it it physically opened me up. My shoulders dropped. You know, because when you're looking at your cell phone, your 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 head is down, you're hunched over. It's just not a good look. But you you open up. There's some levity. And I th- and I bring this up because I think sometimes, especially when someone close to us dies. There's a part of us that might feel relief or might feel some joy or like happiness. And and not because we were hoping they would die, but because maybe they were suffering for so long. You know, my father had literally heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. And so he suffered for so long, for, for decades. He had numerous surgeries. And so when he he finally died, there was a sense of relief. There was a sense of levity of I'm so great and gratitude that he's no longer suffering. And now we're, you know, we're also not using resources just to keep him alive versus, you know, 
um, finding a way to have him living and engaged with life. I mean, because there's a sadness in that too, right? Where you feel like you're just keeping something alive versus it, it you know, giving it an opportunity to live and re-engage and run around and hug and play and laugh. It, we, we were, it was, it was almost like he was in a coma. And so sometimes when we lose something, we may tend to act like it's a, we may grieve more because we think we should. We, we might be sadder or more depressed or, you know, turn on the waterworks because we definitely, we want people to know that we are hurting and that, you know, we're not a, we're not a monster. So then the grieving almost becomes performative sometimes like, oh, I can't believe this happened. This is such a travesty. It's so terrible. And it could be, but um, sometimes we may feel like we have to play it up more so that people know that we really cared about this person, right? Um, so yeah, there's a levity sometimes that comes with, uh, you know, loss. And then also the other part of loss is you find yourself exploring other areas of your life that you may have been letting go or atrophying or not giving as much attention to. I've gotten so much work done today without my cell phone. And I felt so focused and, and just like thinking about, all right, I'm doing this and then thinking about the next step and the next step and, and just moving along. I feel much more fluid. And I, you know, I, now does this mean when I get my cell phone back, I'm not going to use a cell phone? No, of course not. I'm going to get, I'm going to get it right back to my old habits. But the, the amount of other things that can get done. So when we lose somebody, you know, we go through our seven stages of grief and then there's a rebirth. There's a renewing. There's a re-engagement. Okay. If I lost this person, who are the other people who I have been neglecting or abandoning or not engaging with? Uh, sometimes we see this in relationships where uh, the spouse dies and, and then the person realizes, oh, I've made my spouse my entire world. I'm not, I haven't been hanging out with my friends. I haven't been calling my family members back or, or even making new friends. And then they die and then you go, oh, let me reach out. And sometimes there's a guilt with reaching out because you're like, oh, I should be, I should be mourning. You know, maybe I shouldn't call anybody just yet. They're gonna, they're gonna think that I'm over it and didn't care. Um, but no, absolutely, reach out, call, text, and you can even say to them, hey, listen, you know, my spouse, you know, died or my friend died, or, and I know that, you know, um, while they were alive. I haven't given our relationship much attention, but I'd really like to re-engage and renew and accept the invites that have been passing up. And um, I, I'd, I'd like to, to get to know you as you are today and, 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 and reconnect and rebuild that relationship. You, you can say that. You know, I think that there's something powerful in admitting that you have kind of let these other areas of your life go, whether it's your, your work or your friends. My godmother, 
her um her husband passed away and she's 73 now she's more involved in church she's more involved in pickleball of all like i don't know where like pickleball is just blowing up everybody is doing pickleball now um and if you know what pickleball is it's, it's between ping pong and tennis <laughs> It's the best way to describe it. I feel like anybody, any, any, almost anybody can play pickleball. Um, and I say almost because I want to be respectful of, uh, you know, people who might not, you know, be physically capable of the movements or just even have access, uh, you know, to the pickleball courts. The, but in, you know, her husband, passing away she is re-engaged and reinvigorated and, and renewing her relationships and rediscovering parts of her physical activity she spent so much of her energy taking care of him and moving him and and feeding him and changing him and washing him um, that she had little energy for herself and now she gets to re-engage with life and and explore what what is lost and the the last thing i'll say about loss is that just because we've experienced a loss does not mean that we are lost right a a loss does not mean that we are lost it's a loss is an opportunity for us to expand, explore, and experience. Expand, explore, experience. We are not lost. Where we are right here, right now, is the starting point. This is it. Wherever your feet are right now. You know, you can draw a, a, a big circle, draw you in the middle, and then ask yourself, what are the areas of your life you, you want to expand? Meaning, you know, and I'll use food as an example. Um, usually, you know, we're, we're eating the same things and, and having the same routines. How do you want to expand your routine? How do you want to expand your diet? How do you want to expand your workout? How You know, do you want to explore your relationships, your friendships? Do you want to explore your sexuality? Do you want to explore your career options? What is it that you want to explore? And what do you want to experience? You know, we get so caught up in the, the outcome of things, of, 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 you, know, of we, you know, sometimes we don't want to do a thing because we don't feel like we can win at it or be successful at it. But the question really is, would, do you want to experience this no, regardless of the outcome? That's the question to ask yourself. Do you want to experience a road trip from, you know, across the country, even if you never make it across the country? Do you, would you, you know, would you like to experience what it's like to write a book or start a company or run a company or to be married or to be single or you know, would you like to experience that regardless of the outcome? 
And if the answer is yes, then hop on. See what happens. Versus like, well, I don't, you know, I remember Condoleezza Rice, you know, she was an accomplished, uh, maybe not accomplished, but she was a very skilled um, piano player, pianist. And she said that she got into politics when she realized she would not be the best pianist. She, she wanted to be top notch and realize, but she still enjoyed the experience of trying to achieve that level. She enjoyed the experience of, you know, whatever her ideal goal was and, and whatever a top pianist would do. She enjoyed the experience of practicing the piano every day, of working with different teachers, of traveling, of the people that she was work collaborating with. She enjoyed the experience. And then she got into politics and, you know, from what I've read, enjoyed that experience, um, you know, for the most part. With any career, with any job, there's, there's parts that you're like, oh, I didn't enjoy that so much. But, but that's life and, and that's the nature of things. So in, in the loss, go through your seven stages of grief experience that and recognize that you may go back and forth between certain stages. You may even skip a couple. Like I said, I I didn't really go through a depression, but there was a depressed mood. There was a depressed state. Yes. And then when I got into acceptance and hope, I was able to bounce back and then ask yourself how and where do you want to expand, explore and experience Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help, calling a friend, um, calling a new 988 number. And I know, like I said, we have international listeners. I see people, uh, you know, listening and from Belgium and the Netherlands and South Africa and, and you know, Canada and St. Louis and all over the world. Thank you. You know, all my... All my new listeners in the Philippines and and um, uh, Bucharest, thank you. Is it uh, did I pronounce that correctly? But thank you for tuning in to another episode, and let's get to tomorrow together.